Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the Experts Podcast. That little kerfuffle that you heard in the opener was me hitting it with my shoulder, Carmen. Bit of an amateur, are you? Yeah, Carmen Braidwood, how are you? Yeah, going all right. And don't worry, I heard a podcaster <laughs> hit their microphone the other day and I thought, oh, I just love this podcaster a little bit more. You do, don't I, you? I really relate the- to that. I used to hit the mic all the time on actual radio and commercial radio stations in capital cities. And I get a big eye roll from my co-host at the time yeah. and to be honest, it's just who I am. Yeah, but it's I'm not going to hold it back. I'm it's not, real. I'm not going to edit it either. So it's uh, <laughs> it's just my massive shoulders at the moment because I'm working out at the gym. It's yeah. just huge. Must be. That's not the truth at all. <laughs> but I tell you what is the truth is that there are a lot of relationships breaking up. There's a lot of divorces yeah. out there. Let's face it. People are going to D-Town, as it were. D-Town. Well, we have the author of D-Town here in the studio. Her name is Beverly Lingman. How are you, Bev? Good. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Very well. D-Town. Why did you write the book? Well, when I got divorced, which was about seven or eight years ago now, um, I realised that people were incredibly awkward when you told them that you were getting a divorce. And I kind of thought to myself... God, there should be a book about this. There should be a guide to divorce so that people know what the hell to say. And that was the reason for it. So it's a guide for other people to help them deal with divorce or would you say you're speaking to the divorcee? It's a bit of both because um, I feel like divorce is one of those things where, you know, people, they they feel sorry for you. You know, you get the pity eyes and they just don't really know what to say. There's a lot of platitudes that come out, like things happen for a reason and <laughs> none of those things actually help when you're going through it, you know. Like it's it's a pretty spectacularly shit time, to be honest. So, <laughs> you know. But the, p- the pity eyes, though, I mm. mean, l- let's look at statistics around relationship breakups yeah. and mm. marriage breakups. It's almost going getting close to 50-50. Yeah, it is. So every time you, there's an engagement, there's a, yeah. a marriage, there's a, there's a f- one, in, one in two yeah. marriages aren't necessarily going to make it and some of those are for good reasons and for reasons that you know um you know it's just not a healthy relationship Mm. or it's just Mm. not a great connection yeah or it's probably better off that they're going to be happier with someone else yeah Um, definitely what's what's been what was your experience what was the driver there and and i'm going to get a little deep and personal with you because (laughs) it's obviously been enough for you to drive to write a book yeah yeah look oh look we we kind of got married not quickly, but um, we weren't a perfect match by any means. Um, it kind of fell apart after four years and it just was, you know, I think what people forget is that it actually takes a fair bit of courage to walk away because so many people stay in relationships that aren't actually working. Mm. Um, and because a lot of what's tied up in divorce is you feel like a bit of a failure, you know, yeah. and that's another reason why I wrote the book because I feel like people people don't talk about that, how, you know, you kind of look around and you go, everyone else can do this marriage thing why mm. can't I you know yeah. so there's there's that um and that's kind of I, and I felt like 
The other reason for the book was I felt like as I was going through it, there's definite stages that you go through and that's why the book is written in stages, you know, because I think that you just have to, um, you know, each stage you just have to embrace it. Okay. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Well, we some can of them go fun. through the different stages <laughs> according yeah, to you, yeah. and so help people get but a bit of awareness. Go, just before we go there, so yeah. was it was it therapy for you? Is it was this oh, a way yeah. for you oh, yeah. to put down? Because you're yeah, you're a yeah, storyteller yeah. in your own yeah. right. You're an author. You're a journalist. Yeah. You're in a you're a writer. Yeah, you're you're yeah. someone that does tell stories. It was this was therapeutic? Oh, it was cathartic. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As I, I I actually I wrote it as I was going through the stages and even now when I look back at this I go, ooh. Takes ouch. you back. <laughs> yeah. Were, were yeah. you a bit young too when you got divorced? Do you think there's a stigma around young divorcees? I, I wasn't that young. Well, you huh? look young to me, Bev. Um, I'm just, you know. No, so I, was, I was 39 when it happened to me. So, yeah, okay. Um, and I just, yeah, look, there is there is a stigma. I think it's, it's divorce is so multi-layered, you know. There's so much like it could have been, you know, maybe you got cheated on, maybe it wasn't for you. Maybe There's so many reasons why people go through a divorce. But mm. I think that the the elements of getting through it are all the same, and it doesn't really matter, like you know, why you left. It's you left. When I was growing up at school, the, mm. the yeah. kids that had parents that were divorced were yeah. few and far between. Oh, thin on the yeah, ground, yeah, yeah. very thin. Yeah. I went to. Yeah. I went How to many a, do you remember? Don't not many. There was probably, uh, I, and even those that I. Probably well, the ones I knew there might have been a couple of extra that just were keeping it very quiet. Didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, but it just wasn't regular. No. Right now, I would say that with my kids at school, mm. I think that they could comfortably go in and go, and even in a nice socioeconomic sort of group that they're mm. in, yeah. they could very comfortably say, you know, they might actually be the odd ones out mm. uh, having parents that are still together. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you, you you see it and hear about it all the time now. Mm. Is the stigma, has it changed? Has the mm. the reality sort of kicked in that we're not actually looking at people as yeah. a failure? Um, I, I don't know. When you're in it, it doesn't feel like that, you know. Like mm. I think that it's, it's about feeling like a failure in a societal sense, but it's also about how you feel about yourself. Because you it's know? in your own eyes. You didn't go into marriage yeah. thinking you'd get divorced. Yeah, that's right. No one does. No one no does. One does. So, no. and, and you kind of, um, I feel like you're quite hard on yourself because no matter what happened, you've broken up. You know, you're getting divorced. You're going to D-Town, you know. So it's, mm-hmm. I think it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things where I think, does the stigma still exist? Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. Uh, people might not, people might be kind of more, um, you know, able to kind of see it in everyday life, but I, I still think it's there. You called the book, Welcome to D-Town, A Guide to Divorce for the Kind of Young and Still Kind of Hot. Yep, yep. Does that reflect the, the <laughs> dating scene that you encountered once you were single yeah. again? Ooh. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the dating scene. So... First of all, you're terrified by the dating scene, and then it's a lot of fun. So, was um, I? I'm, I don't really know if I should or could say this, but the thing that really troubles me, yeah, at the minute about dating is that yeah. I met my husband before Tinder, before yep, yep. all the apps, yeah. And I'm acutely aware, and I'm not thinking of leaving my husband, but I'm acutely aware that if either of us, if we were suddenly single, yeah, dick pics, there'd oh. be dick pics in my inbox all yeah. the time. And yeah. I know, I don't, I know, I feel bad for saying it, but yeah. sorry, they're uh, disgusting. What are we talking about here? <laughs> 
Men are taking photos of their genitals and yeah. sending them to women yeah. routinely on dating apps. Holy moly. You're not, you're not kidding. I'm not kidding. No. And this that is the happens. thing I talk about with my single divorced yeah. friends. Yeah. You know, you're sitting there with your kids on the couch yeah. thinking, all right, I've got to finally put myself out there. I'm going to go on Plenty of Fish yeah. or Bumble and yeah. I'm just going to do it. And they'll engage in a conversation that starts with, hi, how are you? What's mm-hmm. you doing Saturday night? Yeah. And then suddenly, boom, yeah. penis in my profile. Mm. Like, oh. Boom. Yeah. So, so did that kind of stuff? There's very few people out there that you? could actually say that it's a good advertising point for their for them. Anyway, I, 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 I said to my husband the weekend, yeah. like, would you be sending women hmm. those if well, you were dating now? Yeah, look, I don't know if I was doing it wrong when I, I was on. I went on Tinder and Bumble didn't exist when I was no. going through this, but. I was on Tinder for a while and a few other things. I never got a dick pic. So how did you avoid that? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> Actually Maybe that's engage with people that were slightly of a higher level <laughs> than I, Nathanderall. I think that I think that on Tinder, the language that people use when you're messaging, you can tell straight away what they're up for. You right. can tell really? whether it's just sex or yeah. it's a relationship. And that's uh, so I kind of, you know, not that I was looking for a massive relationship, but at that time, but I just, I don't know, I just yeah. interacted. But I, but I know from my single girlfriends that it's dick big central. Really bad, yeah. And and I guess if you're if you want that, then yeah. fine. But yeah. I can imagine that would be very shocking if you've been in a marriage or a relationship for a decade, and then yeah. suddenly it's like, boom, this is how we yeah. date now. Oh yeah. I I, yeah. I, I actually don't get that. Yeah. I don't mm. get it at all. And it's not because it's it's you're sending something that is not going to be the start. I mean, obviously, you're not looking for a relationship there when you're sending that out. No. You're, you're actually setting the agenda that yeah. I'm just interested in sex. Well, they are. The, 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 the bloke person is. who's yeah. sending it, that's right. But yeah. if you're a person who even if you just wanted to say, hey, listen, my heart is healing at the minute. I'm yeah. freshly divorced, yeah. but I know I need to actually just mm. leave the house. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah. If you go so far as to say, I'd like a, a casual, maybe it's that language. If mm. you say something like casual, yeah. a man will think that means... I'm allowed to send you this photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Well, I think it's a timing thing. Like you, you don't go through a divorce and well, I didn't go through Mm. a divorce and immediately go right. Well, I'll just get my Tinder profile sorted. Like that's not how it was for me. It takes some time to work up to that, you know. Um, and then you know, as it's as it happened, I ended up meeting a guy the old-fashioned way, anyway. You know, so like, and it sounds like still the best way, just quietly. But I I can understand that it, it can be difficult for others. Yeah. What What's been the feedback from this? Bev. I um, mean, you, you've, you've obviously yeah. uh, wrote it with your personal mm. experience mm-hmm. and relationship and, and, and your thoughts in view. What, what have people told you? What have they got from it? Um, I've had some really lovely feedback. I When we first launched a while back, um, I got a lot of thank you so much. Like, this is the book that was missing, you know, thanks for the, uh, you know, I've been reading this as I've been going through the stages and mm. it's helped so much. And, you know, and because it's just a little book, you know, you can read it in an hour or so. It's not massive. It's not war and peace. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, I think <laughs> that you can, you can kind of keep it with you. And it's just, it's meant to be, you know, dipped in and out of. That's, uh, that's the way I wrote it, you know. Um, People, yeah, have been really complimentary just about the fact that it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but mm. it's also really helpful. And that was that was my intention. And I kind of thought to myself, look, if I publish this and it helps one person, it's done its job. I love the praise uh, on the back of the book, one from Emma, which says, I don't know if we were married to the same guy. <laughs> Wouldn't bloody surprise me, but everything you've written is so relatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so spot on. Yeah, and I think that's the important thing about, you know, writing a book. I think... 
I had to write it when I was going through it. Like if I wrote it, um, you know, now, post, it mm. wouldn't be the same, you know. And I think while it's a painful experience, writing it was really cathartic for me as a writer, as yep. a storyteller. Talk know, us through so. the launch. How did you go to market yeah. with your book? Um, so I self-published, which was a really interesting kind of journey in itself, and I did that with a good friend of mine uh, in Queensland. Um, and I um, look at uh, – without Vanessa, um, who has the book doula in Queensland, um, kind of prodding me for pages all mm. the time <laughs> – And just like, have you done this? You know, because um, I think that uh, a lot of writers, or a lot of creatives, let's say, we're um, major procrastinators. Yeah, you know, we we love to. Oh yeah, no, I'll do but that. But you've got to hit am. goals and targets. Absolutely, you've yeah, got yeah, to yeah, you've yeah. got to be held yeah. to account. We're, we're kind yeah, of gunner yeah. people, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we are. Creatives. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Vanessa was able to kind of just talk me through that process, and that was really helpful for me. Um, and then. I guess for me as a writer, the the book kind of lives in my head for some time and then all of a sudden it's got to come out. So And mm. th- it was like that with D-Town. So it probably lived in my head for a year-ish and then it came out in like three months. So it kind of just, you know, and I just kept going back to it. I would write at night, I'd write in the morning and it just, I, I feel like when it's the right thing for you when it just it's just got to flow it's just got to come out there's really strong messages here for anyone that is thinking about writing a book mm. or putting something down because it, it does it's not just simply you know grab a glass of red and yeah. sit by the computer and think that it's all going to come out it yeah. does need yeah it does need the energy behind it, it needs oh, yeah. a good support yeah um a, and and a a publisher or your mm. book doula that you've referred to there yeah. is through Vanessa is someone who's going to get it out of Absolutely, you. Absolutely, yeah. But you that know. experience too mm. had to have been also an interesting one because yeah. um, it would have got you out of your comfort zone a little. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. And I think you and I have had conversations about this, Nick. Like um, writers like to be behind the scenes kind of people and mm. I'm very like that, like – I'll, I'm fine writing, you know, on the typewriter. Typewriter. How old am I? <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. Well, computer. Yeah, typewriter. But that was the dream when yeah, we were kids, wasn't yeah. it? That you'd be on your typewriter exactly. writing the novel. Oh, can I just share something very quickly? Because it's funny. Um, when I was trained to be a police officer, they they put you through typing school uh-huh. and literally gave you typewriters. Oh. That is, that's how old I am. Oh, yeah. I, I feel you. Um, so I think that. Um, you know, like you just – you have to have a structure yeah. and you have to uh, – you know, also I think you have to um, – when you come to – if you self-publish, you don't have a publishing house behind you. So sure. then you've got to think about, you know, how do you promote it once mm. you've published it because it's all very well writing a book but then you've got to get it out there. Yeah. You know? Well, so. it's, 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 it can't be the best book that's ever been written but mm. never been read. That's right. You've got to get people to read it. Yeah. So um, what was that process like? Did you do many interviews? Did you do much media? Yeah, I did. I did one with Calms, actually. It came on, on 96 FM. 96 FM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, I think, you know, it's all that kind of stuff that gets you out of your comfort zone because you write a book, you tell your story, and then you have to promote your book. Mm. So that's not a really comfortable space for writers you know we are behind the scenes people you yeah. know like but you have to you gotta pump yeah, up your tires you do you do if which you is don't pump them up yeah that's right yeah so look and i think that's where you know media stable comes in like that's that's the great thing about you know working with someone i, I would say don't promote your own book you've been there done that and feel like yeah, you yeah. could have benefited from some help well look no 
Vanessa and I both had contacts and at the time it worked really that well. That helped. Yeah. yeah. That was great, but I wouldn't do it again. I think there's some really good book promoters out there yeah. mm-hmm. and, and those in the PR industry and the communications yeah. industry that do it particularly well. Yeah. They can One, draw the story out of you, can't mm, they? They can, that's it. but yeah. it's contacts and relationships yeah. and that's what it all yeah, comes yeah. down to. Uh, I'll, I'll give a shout out to Scott Ethorn, uh, Melbourne-based mm-hmm. book publisher. He is outstanding. Yeah. Um, I love what he does because he's just got those relationships. He yeah. knows the books. He does it for a short period of time to pump up the, yeah. the, the, the author but gets results and that's the difference. Absolutely. Is it sometimes yeah. when you are a writer and author you just don't have that ability no. to, to market it and put it out in a way that yeah. people are going to see it. And it's also it's terrifying. I remember the night before this launched I was like oh god what if everyone hates it? Yeah. <gasps> you know like oh it's, god. it's what are people it, going to think? It's really it's, mm. it's really Doubt. it's confronting you know like you're like oh god. Oh, so right, what did well, happen? Uh, everyone loved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, next question. What did your ex think? I don't know. Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> haven't it, asked him. Haven't asked him? We haven't spoken since we got divorced. Okay. Right. So, I don't know, to be honest. There's a freedom I, I, that so comes we, we, with that. You didn't have children together. No. You didn't yeah. have a real reason then to, yeah, to, no, to stay, we, obviously, in contact. We had a clean break. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and can I ask then, uh-huh. what was the cause of the... the the divorce? There was some cheating, not right. by me. Okay. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so but, yep. but did that make it quite uh, obviously confronting then for you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just, look, I kind of wanted to, he wasn't from here, he's from Melbourne originally. Right. So he went home, we mm-hmm. called it, that was it, and we haven't spoken to each other wow. ever again. I wonder what so. he thinks of the book. Well, yeah, that, 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 you do wonder that, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, But yeah. I think the main reason I ask that is maybe because a book, if he chooses not to pick it up, yep. he's not going to be exposed. Yeah, yeah. But maybe when you start doing your radio interviews and people yeah. like me are going to sit there and go, well, why did you break up? I'm going to ask that question yeah, Nick yeah, just yeah. asked because yeah, we want the juice. We yeah, want the goss. Yeah. So yeah. when you have to share things like that, mm. it's not just your ex who might be upset, That's maybe right. your parents or your family. Yeah. Well, but that comes back to the failure. You know, I remember when I had to tell my mum and dad, and we're talking, these these kids have been in love for 53 years, yeah. you know, they're gorgeous. And, and you probably looked at that marriage and yeah, thought, that's what I want. Of course, yeah. And telling mum and dad was really hard because I was like, mm. so anyway, this has happened, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, telling my brother and like the people close to you. And I did, I did keep it quite private. I mean... <laughs> I wrote a book afterwards, but mm. I didn't actually put, I specifically didn't put the reason in the book because that's not everyone's experience. You know, mm. some yep. people break up because they married the wrong person or they didn't want to be married or, you yep. know, it's not just about cheating or whatever it is that happened to you. The fact is you didn't end up with the right person Correct. and you walked away from it. So, mm. you know, that's it. And you're not a failure, young lady, because that exactly is, yeah, well, you know, it was his fault. Absolutely. He did it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, th- I think that fa- whole failure thing comes down to the whole, um, you know, just that you, your marriage didn't work out. And you didn't achieve what maybe yeah. mum and dad achieved. That's right. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. the way society depicts that's you. Well, what it's you the way we live. Doing. We live yeah, with expectations right. on we ourselves do. and others all the yeah. time. I yeah. think this is such an important chat, just for mm. everyone that's listening today, is that, you know, you can be brave, put yeah. that down in a book, yeah. um, go through 
uh, the disciplines of writing yeah. a book because it's not easy. I mm. think everyone thinks that there's a book inside them. Yeah. But yeah. to mm. get it drawn out and to, to actually get it onto paper, it's so important. Yeah. Get out that typewriter. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the typewriter. <laughs> but, you know, get it get it out and put mm. it onto paper. Yeah. And then get some support and help yeah. to make it work and happen. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know, you've got to have you – do, you do have to have a structure. Like I knew for me that it was going to be in stages. That was kind of really obvious to me from mm. the stages that I was going through. And, you know, divorce is a grief like any other grief. Um, yeah. You mm. know, it's – and so, you know, there are stages to grieving and, and divorce is similar. So um, I think that was – once I had that idea of the, the stages – that was kind of, you know, then I was away with the book and the writing. So, What other opportunities and um, uh, and experiences have mm. come as a result of you writing the book? I don't, well, I mean, look, I... The lofty heights of being media engagement well, manager exactly. here at Media Stable. Oh, exactly. look at um, that. There's probably that, working I with mean, Nick Hayes. Ching, ching. Just getting a second interview by Carmen Braidwood. Oh, exactly. There's been a few, I mean, haven't the there? lofty heights, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, look, I think, well... I mean, I think it's also about how you perceive yourself. You know, I have, I've always, you know, I've been a journo for a long time. Um, and so, you know, when you talk about yourself, you go, yeah, I'm a journalist. But actually, a lot of journos want to be authors, you know. Mm. And when you've actually published a book, you get to say, I'm an author. You know, yes. and so whatever I do from this point on, and I will write another book. It's coming, mm-hmm. um, but I'm an author. You know, and so you get to you get to a, have ticked that off your bucket list. Well, it's it's interesting you say that. So a lot of journalists want to be author mm-hmm. authors. Uh, how many journalists want to be in PR? Because this has yeah. been your game yeah, for quite yeah, some yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, you, now, Carms yeah. did brush into the fact that you are you are a media engagement manager yeah, at Media yeah. Stable. That's mm-hmm. what we've hired you for. We love good journalists. We love good storytellers. But yeah. you. You went into PR, you I went did. into communications, because yeah. that's not a natural thing. And a, a lot of people, yeah. and, and it's interesting too, Carms, I love your opinion on it mm. as well. From, as a broadcaster, people, I don't think, when they've got journalist as a name, they see that yeah. as sort of up on top of the, the mountain. Yeah. But if they come down the mountain, there's a little old PR yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. That's the way mm. they perceive it. How yeah. did that feel for you? Well, you know, I think in journalism, PR is perceived as the dark side. Or you yes, yes. Yeah, still, it still is. <laughs> Client side. The dark yeah, side. Yeah. I, look, I always, I mean, I I kind of fell into PR, but to be honest, I kind of fell into journalism, you know. So, yeah. I, I've always I've always written, you know. I, I've, I've written as, as a little kid and mm-hmm. so it was a natural kind of wanting to do that kind of career. And back in the day when I first started being a journo, it was literally like, drop your CV in and get a cadetship, you know, it's not like that anymore. Mm. Um, But, you know, I, you know, loved doing that for a career. And then it was, it was more so just, I I travelled, like I lived in London for six years and Melbourne for a couple and PR jobs were always easier to get. And I kind of thought, well, you know, if I can be a journo who also understands PR, that's got to help. Correct. And and so I understand both sides of the game, which I think is a really good skill to have. Of course it is. Well, and that does work beautifully with what, as a media engagement manager at Media Stable, because it it is about relationships. It's Mm. about understanding the full cycle of media. And a lot of the times, Carms, is when we are writing stories, we're writing content, Mm. we're only thinking about our own perspective, like our own gain. Whereas when we're writing content, for media, we should always be thinking audience. Yeah. Audience is number one, and the audience of that media, not just the audience that you want to have. Yeah. It's the audience of that media, and I think we, we've got to 
right better for that. And yeah. I think in anything in life, if you can have multiple mm. life experiences that feed yep. into it, you're going to be better at that thing you're doing right yeah. now. And I, I strongly believe, I, in fact, I said this to someone recently, that my confidence on camera training that I do for businesses mm. has made me a better television presenter. Yeah. So when I see myself back on the little one TV gig I still do, very yeah. rarely. Like my whole year is made up of about, I don't know, eight shoots. Yeah. You know, it's not a big thing, a big part of my life anymore, yeah. to be honest. I still love it. But when mm. I see myself on TV, I reckon I'm better than I used to be mm. because I'm going through life being more self-assured and yeah. I'm not spending time on a radio station where I'm grossly undervalued and mm. underappreciated. Like that's not an exaggeration. That's yeah. true. You are just So you feel in the better. Media. You feel better I feel personally. better about myself. Yes. And therefore I can show up on TV and actually kind of feel yeah. and look better about yeah, myself. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think writing is the one thing that you get better with age. Yeah. Life experience in writing, you know, that's like obviously you get younger writers who are exceptional, but they're kind of rare, you know, like yeah. as you as you age and you understand yourself more, then your writing gets better. I, I yeah. think you, your writing does, your mm. confidence, but also to your experience yeah. uh, really does yeah. shine. Yeah. And I think that's what we're investing in and mm. we're buying into is your experience. Yeah. You know, you talk about only eight shoots for the year. Yeah. I'd look at you over your last 20 years of shooting. That's mm. right. It's a so whole thing. Forget that's the, right. Forget the last 12 months. Yeah. It's, it's the 20 plus years of the work that you have put together. Well, yeah, that we're buying friend. into. Good point. Mutual friend of mine did say, Fitzy, once, you'll have always done what you've done. Yeah. Just because you're not doing that thing anymore, just because yeah. you're not a journalist anymore, mm. doesn't mean you don't have the ability to be one or yeah. a knowledge of that industry. Yeah, exactly. The same applies to, to yeah. my media work. And I think yeah. we all know what we know and other people don't know what we know. Yeah. You know, so that's the thing. Like we we get to share, you know, at Media Stable, we get to share that with people. We get to share our knowledge. What's been your experience like with Media Stable? And this is a, off the cuff oh, and this is a wow. really, you know. Yeah. Look, yeah. I, I, Tell I, the boss what you think on a podcast. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Love it. No, Great idea. Just, 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 keep it, no. just keep it between you and I, Bev. Just keep it between you and I. But look, um, what has your experience been like? Because I think what I've – I'll give you what my, okay. I've thoughts on you yeah. Yeah, straight up because I, I love asking a question and answering it myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think you bring a very – you bring a very uh, – consumer dynamic about what you do and from a lifestyle perspective etc that is far more than I've seen from many of our other media engagement managers they're probably stuck a little bit too heavy into the hard news sort of stuff you are you've got a lighter touch on it I do yeah 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 I'm all about the lifestyle (laughs) um I (laughs) living a good one um I look I reckon media stable for me is is the culmination of for me like the best use of my skill set that I've ever had in a job because it's creative, it's writing, it's pitching to the media, it's talking to journos, and then it's also just you know it's content creation. Yeah. So it's all of those things that I've always really enjoyed in one job. And this is an inspirational chat, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might be thinking, oh, what does the media, the the experts podcast audience care about changing careers and how yeah. it makes you feel? But the more I talk to people in business yeah. and the more I've talked to people with long long careers yeah. the more you realize that stat around us having what mm. like four different careers in our lifetime these days yeah. you know people change jobs oh, they yeah. change professions we, we lose jobs it's a very universal experience so yeah. there's a story out there mm. you know that yeah. you can go and pitch now to the media oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> about I how shall. people change jobs <laughs> and how they feel about that afterwards yeah yeah absolutely and yeah. I think 
the thing about writing and you know what we do at Media Stable and what you do comes like it's you're constantly growing and you're constantly learning and mm. you learn off other people you correct know? and that collaboration is so important we're a small industry in Perth you know mm. so you know we all bring things to the table and I think in Perth as opposed to other cities I've worked in there is that kind of oh well I'll connect you to such yeah. and such or you know we we operate like we that do. And, you, and you have to um and I think that's how we all bring things something to the table because you know what your experience is or what Nick's experience is isn't my experience mm. but together it's amazing well, I know? think and making for that you know that not necessarily perfect experience but you bring I love that we're using experience a lot here yeah that, and there's a fair bit of it here in this little room here mm. in that you know making it work for our clients making yep. it work for mm. us personally yeah um, and 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 taking confidence in the fact that we are and mm. have that experience it's just yeah. it's it's gold and it gives us the, the ability to do the best that we possibly can because yeah. um, we're not necessarily that young person yeah. That is nervous, a little bit hesitant, may not necessarily be delivering. Who we all were, probably, (laughs) 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, Yeah, correct. And and that's that's why we also have it, that we we do owe it to the younger generation Mm. to to provide them with that leadership and at least their guidance to get there. Have you been surprised, Bev, by how rewarding it is to help a client with this kind of thing? Yeah, I love it. You know, obviously it's great when we all get wins, um, but also I, I, I really like the process of drawing out the content because it's a little bit like what I said about the book and me so you know if Nick sat down with me he would draw out content from there that I Mm. wouldn't see necessarily and that's what I think you know obviously I do I could do kind of operate in the lifestyle space and I read a lot of lifestyle media so you know so which ones are they what are the names of the publications that a a listener podcast could get on body and soul mama mia um you know the the west australian has a really good lifestyle section online and you know in print um there's there's just Absolutely, tons of You did of them. an amazing job with one of the young photographers here in Western Australia, between you and John. Yeah. And that, I think that's the other beauty of that is that, you know, while – because lifestyle's not my – my, my bread and butter. Yeah, you're a bit newsy. Yeah, a bit too newsy. But but when you actually have a chat around the different experiences and, yeah. and, and mm. level of uh, knowledge in the room, mm. as a group, you can really come up with yeah. some amazing ideas yeah. and concepts. So yeah. that's there's, a, there's another message out to everyone mm. is that, you know, while you might be a specialist in this particular area, mm. keep talking to others because you'll find that what they do well in their area yeah. might actually work in your space. It's like collaboration. It's the name. Yeah. It's, you know, it's the word, isn't it? lately um i think that um you know you can learn so much from other people they can help you they can inspire you you know you can have a chat with another creative and walk away going wow i never thought of it like that you know and certainly in the media stable office you know we throw around ideas with each other and that's how the magic happens that's the magic well love it but the magic here is welcome to d town Mm. it's the book now it was written what four years ago yeah, second, up for third, fourth cu- reprint coming up for yeah, obviously. No, coming up for five years. And if people want to yeah. get hold of the book, how do yes, they do that? They go to my website, which is God. I always have to look at this. Welcome to detown dot com. I love yeah. I love the detown. Is it D with a hyphen or detown? Yeah, it it came from I don't know if, if you guys say it, but a lot of my friends when uh, friends who aren't from. Perth, when they come to visit, they're like, I'm coming to P-Town. Oh, yeah. P-Town, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, p- where, where do you go when you get divorced? D-Town. D-Town. Yeah, there. there you go. The big D. So, yeah. And and who who is who is your audience for this? Who who, who Who's oh, going to most benefit from anyone. it? Anyone. Like, Can a fella benefit from it? Yeah, for sure. Boys have read it. Yeah. Yep. I've read um, it. I've read it. Mm-hmm. And it made me a little nervous at the beginning. 
<laughs> I don't. I just don't want to head down that street no, to D town. Fair mm. enough. Um, actually, when I published it, I had some friends who, just when their husbands were misbehaving, would just stick it on the <gasps> table. Oh, just as a warning. Oh Can God. I hold yeah. on to this thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch out, Cairo. Um, oh, look. It's it's. I think it's <laughs> it's aimed at div- like people getting a divorce, going through it, but it, it's pretty relevant to any breakup. To be yeah. honest, the state, even though you know you might be married, you might be not. But the stages of, of a breakup, a bad breakup, yeah. are all the same. Yeah. You know, yeah. so. And it's a human experience. Mm. And I think you've done a great job uh, putting that into, into onto pages that yeah. m- will help yeah. and support someone out there to go, you know what, you're not alone. Yeah, that's right. And that's that was exactly my intention. If it made one person feel better, oh. then it's done its job. Well done, well Bev. Done. That was That's fantastic. Uh, the book is called Welcome to D-Town, A Guide to Divorce for the Kind of Young and Still Kind of Hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Beverly Lidman, pretty good, huh? Out. That's me out then, straight <laughs> no, away. No, yeah, you'll have a different book when you, yeah. if, still, uh, if, I still mean, Still kind of, <laughs> still breathing. Uh, <laughs> another good one. Thank you, Bev. Mm. And, uh, Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Calms. That's another great one for the Experts Podcast. Look forward to having your company back again when we speak to another media or another expert. See you soon. You've been listening to the Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.